Thanks for joining us on episode 13 of the Lifestyle Regulars podcast, a show about extra large opinions from six regular sized dudes. I'm Nick, and today we have Ian and Michael joining us. How, how are we all doing today? I'm well. Uh, I'm pretty good. I've got a runny nose, but it's not COVID, so that's good news. Thank God. <laughs> Every time I get like a, like a big cough or like runny nose, I'm just worried. Like, ah, oh, shit. Like, is this how it begins? Yeah, sometimes also, like I don't want to sneeze in public because I know my sneeze can sound like a cough and people would just, mm-hmm. you know, give me that look like, oh, you shouldn't be outside, but I'm fine. So, yeah. <laughs> have, like a fantasy where you got COVID or like because earlier... Have you dreamt about it? No, I, I mean, I think earlier, like around March, like I always had the fantasy like, oh, I, this is definitely, a, I definitely have COVID now. Um just being sick uh, at home and such. Yeah, I, I kind of wanted to have it just to get it over with. Because I, th- you know, we I had the idea that if you have it once, that you won't get it again. But that's not proven, I think. So it's not. Yeah. It wasn't worth it to get it for that. Too much. We still don't know. Uh, yeah, I mean, I thought about it when it first came out. I was like, oh, this doesn't seem that bad. Like, I guess if we get it, then it's um not the end of the world but now i'm like you know i'm much more careful now these days yeah definitely so let's introduce our topic for today um which is independence um and i guess moving out of home so as you may know i'm currently located in melbourne uh whilst the rest of my family and the majority of my friends are in sydney um and we only we recently just got placed back into stage three lockdown uh this week and some of the people that i know who live by themselves in Melbourne have moved back at home with their families during this pandemic. Um, a friend actually just flew back to Tassie last week. Um, it got me thinking that if I didn't get the opportunity to work in Melbourne um, two years ago um, and got a taste of sweet, sweet freedom, I'd probably still be li- living with my parents. I think I was pretty fortunate. And um, yeah, I just wanted to ask the group, like, what do you, um, what is your definition of independence? And like, at what point do you think you can call yourself, you know, being independent? Uh, I think it's got to be like a sliding scale, right? Uh, y- you start being independent when your parents aren't dictating your timetable anymore, when your parents aren't telling you where to go and when you start choosing things you want to do. There's some level of independence there and it slowly grows over the years. You know, when you start making your own money, that's probably one of the biggest steps when you have your own money to pay for whatever you want to do. But there's... There's definitely like a huge difference between living at home and making your own money and stuff and then being on your own or moving out, not living with your parents. And that's probably the level of independence that most people think about when you talk about being independent. For me, I think it's a bit more black and white. For me, if I'm looking after myself, cooking for myself, washing washing clothes by myself, doing all those chores for myself that my parents still do for me today, then I would be independent. I mean, no, I wash my own clothes, but I don't cook for myself. So mm-hmm. I have a long Okay, wait, but you wash your own clothes while you live with your parents. Isn't that just inefficient? Like, isn't it more efficient to <laughs> wash the clothes as one unit in the, if, in the same household? Uh, yeah. Mind you, our family is sort of big, so it's sort of we sort of do need to go like in multiple loads. So okay, that's fair. Yeah, but okay, but even when oh. you do your own load, doesn't it make more sense to add some maybe like just you and your brother or something? Have you? Yeah, me, share a me, and my brother would uh, tag together, whereas my mom 
the rest of my family washes their clothes together, like the young ones and the parents. Okay, that's pretty interesting, actually, because um, at least my family we just have one hamper. Like, it seems strange that you had to like. Do you guys have like your own times when you actually do laundry, or is it just like uh, whenever someone needs to do it, they just like do it? Yeah, you fight for time on the weekend. <laughs> that's about it. <laughs> the routine. <laughs> Yeah. And, and when you do those sort of activities, do you ask other people around the house, like, oh, is there something to add to mine that you want to do or something like that? Or do you just think about doing your own one? Yeah, with regards to washing clothes, then I would wash my own load. I would, I would wash my own toilet and I would like cook my own food, I guess. But that's, it's very far from being independent. I know that, that my, that's my definition, yeah. So it's a lot they still do for me, like um, like cooking dinner every night, paying taxes. A lot of like the overhead is still like my dad. Uh, even car insurance, I'm not paying that by myself yet. I'll be probably paying that next next year. Mm. But yeah, there's a lot that's out of my control still. So I think it's hard to be independent when you're at home because other people are always got, need to do those sort of things, even if you weren't there. Like they need to cook for themselves when you're not there anyway. So they'll always be cooking food and that will affect your decision to want to do those things for yourself. Like you don't want Mm. to cook when someone else has already made food that you could eat. It just, it's like a waste of time. So that, that living, living at home definitely limits the level of independence that you can have unless you really just want to be like that. Yeah, no, for me it's a benefit. Yeah. Like for me it's a benefit that I don't even have to think about oh what am I having for dinner tonight. So I choose to give away this freedom because <laughs> I don't want to be mm. <laughs> if I don't have to use my own time on it then it's a benefit for me. And I can spend my time on other things. Well, I feel like I didn't like I, I didn't I felt like I didn't feel truly independent until I actually moved out of home. I like at home like I could say I would be independent and like, you know, I knew how to do the laundry. I knew how to cook. I knew how to do everything in the house that would actually like make a run. But it, it just, it wasn't the same when you were living with parents. Cause you know, you don't get the pressure to have to do it. You just, you know, if your mom's, if, for example, my mom would be at home and like she would cook and I like cooking at home, but you know, why would I cook when she's already in the kitchen and you know, she's already made dinner, she's already made lunch. There's like no pressure on me to actually do it. And yeah. for that, like from that perspective, it didn't feel like I was independent, even though I wanted, I could, I knew how to do these things. I didn't have to. And I think that's my, so way of thinking about it, that unless you have to be, do these things, you don't actually count as being independent. So sort of yeah, I agree. Yeah. You can only find that full independence once you have moved out. Yeah. Um, I was just saying, do you think we have a different view on how we view independence versus like from because we're from Asian backgrounds, do you think we view it differently to someone like a European-Australian, for example? Uh, yeah, actually, um, there was a point of independence that I forgot to mention as well. Um, aside from yeah. only looking after yourself completely, we also have that added element of having to look after family as well. So mm-hmm. I consider myself completely independent if I can provide for myself and I can provide a little bit to my family or support them in that way. And that's, um, hmm. that's a long way to go. Um, but I guess um, how you wanted the question answered was that I guess moving out is like a rite of passage for 
uh, like uh, for white people at 18, right? That's just a given, usually. Yeah. Uh, if you have the we means so. to... That, that's the idea yeah. that they give off, at least. Mm. If you have the means to move out, then you do. Whereas um, I think it's less so for Asian Australians. I mean, I'm still here, so... <laughs> Yeah, I think there's definitely a difference uh, with the way they choose to move out. I think they choose to move out when they feel ready, but I'm not sure how much they would consider what their family thinks about it or if it would be best for their family as a unit if they stayed. Because like for me, I stayed at home. I, I could have moved out if I really wanted to. And I did want to because I lived far away from everywhere that I wanted to go and everyone I hung out with. But you choose to... Like stay at home because it's better for your family because you can help out your family when you're around and stuff like that. And I don't, I don't want to say they don't think about it. I'm just saying I think it's more of a focus for Asians. I think. Um, one thing I do want to bring up because um, because I value my long term financial freedom, then I I would choose to stay home uh, as opposed to renting now. Or, or like, yeah, as opposed to renting now and um, spending that money on rent. Isn't that a mm. consideration that you, you guys like, um, think of as well? Yeah, I think for sure. Um, I've, because I guess if I was still in, if I was still living in Sydney, I would definitely still be with my parents. Just simply from the financial aspect of it, I guess moving out and renting by yourself was pretty expensive, and even roommates. Um, it's still like, it's quite a big cost that you don't really appreciate until you actually moved out because I lived by myself for about two years in Melbourne. Right. Um, but it was all like, com like company subsidized essentially. So I didn't really, I got all the benefits of, you know, of living by myself and independence without the financial aspect of it until I moved out with Manny this year, I didn't realize, oh shit, like, you know, water and electricity can like truly add up, um, pretty quickly. Um, mm -hmm. uh, not as in, not as in just bills in general and I guess the rent. Um, yeah. Um, I guess everyone knows about it, but you don't really feel it until you really like, you know, experience it for a few, the first few, few months. I guess I don't know about it because I haven't moved out. Yeah. <laughs> so I live in this comfortable corner, like a comfortable little hole and I don't have to think about these things yet. So that, <laughs> and I'm happy, honestly, I'm happy being, dependent on my family it only i guess it doesn't affect how i see myself as an adult so I, and i know it comes later in life so it doesn't have to be now it can be later do you think that's a shift that is seen throughout all people of our generation like we're staying at home longer because it's like unaffordable or just better financial decision to stay at home longer because I think people moving out when they're 18 isn't as common as it was maybe like 20, 30 years ago. Mm, yeah, I agree. Passage has just been delayed just for financial reasons. I think so for financial reasons. Um, is there any other reasons you can think of? Because, yeah, cost of living is just too high in major cities. Yeah. Yeah, any reason to stay at home over moving out? I guess because you could be lonely too. I don't like Nick. You you were living by yourself for a bit, but then you had Mandy 
coming mm. out, so that was all right. But yep. if you were living at home, I mean, living in an apartment just by yourself, uh, no roommate, would you feel really lonely and, and get sad? I reckon I probably would. I mean, I think I was pretty fortunate. Like, I didn't feel, I didn't really ever feel alone in Melbourne. Um, I guess I, when I first got there, there was like Alex. Um, who was around for for a few weeks um and then mandy and people would visit like you know you visited pretty early on and i i, I guess i had a, like a steady flow of people who just came and visited um so i never felt lonely but i know that if i didn't have mandy um just being there most of the time then yeah i'm not sure i, I reckon i wouldn't have stayed in melbourne as long as i did like 100 percent, i wouldn't i would have definitely come back to sydney um as soon as like the first opportunity i probably got maybe it depends yeah, that's the only other reason I can think of for not wanting to move out because you don't have anyone to move out with or and, mm. and you just end up being lonely. But that's something you won't know until you move out as well, right? And I Like barely how you do I be by yourself? Yeah. Mm. Right. And barely do I ever see um, that situation coming into play. I don't think people will move back to their family because they're lonely. It's more so they'll move back because financially they can't handle it or um mm. i guess for more serious reasons like if they had to look after family because mm-hmm. that's true yeah i think being adult you do all right if you're lonely now you f- you figure out a solution like you figure out like uh, a way to fix it whether that's bringing new people in or finding your own partner as nick has done mm-hmm. i think honestly the only reason where people are staying like in longer is because it's financial. Mm. Yeah, it's just mm. big of a limitation. Do you think that affects people's maturity, staying at home longer than what we used to? Do you think like people are less? I mean, so they they have a le- they have less independence than they did if they moved out. But do you think that affects maturity at all? Uh, yes, mm. I think so. <laughs> Right. If there's still like aspects of like living that I don't know how to do, then I'm not fully mature yet. Mm. And I mean, I do you mean more mature in terms of like, like personality-wise, like not being mature adult. Yeah, I do. I I do mean personality, but what sort of things? I mean, what what did you mean, Ian, when you when you interpreted that question? Okay, so I guess. Um, all right, living at home, you'll always be shielded from some sort of stresses like and pressures that otherwise your parents would be taking care of for you. Um, yeah, just living, uh, being independent, you'll, you'll see like a new aspect to life and having to deal with some sort of, I'm not articulating myself very well, but you'll, you'll be placed in situations where there'll be completely new problems that you are solving for yourself only. And me having mm-hmm. no exposure to those problems just means that I'm less mature as a person because I wouldn't know um, how to handle myself in that situation. Do you have situations like that? Did you have a situation like that recently for either of you? Mm. Like Nick, like in terms of loneliness or like just like an unexpected problem somewhere? Or just all smooth sailing? Um. Not that I can think of off the top of my head. Like to be honest, from my perspective, it felt very smooth the transition the transition um, out of home. Um, I think it was because I was 
I'm not really sure. Maybe it's just the way, I guess my parents really set me up pretty well at home in terms of the stuff they actually, and, and, and I guess the skills they impart on me, like they, it, you know, translates pretty well. Like it helped me a lot when I first moved up and I felt like this is okay. I know how to do this. I know how to deal with this problem. Um, and yeah, I don't think I really can think of a specific example of, you know, so you didn't have any real crises or you knew how to meet all your own needs? Yeah, I think so. Well, well there were a few things like I had a, like a few like firearm incidents, but that, that wasn't really, that wasn't related. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think I haven't dealt with any of these problems because I, while I have moved out, I moved out into Jane's place and her mom lives here. Well, her, both her parents live here. So they still do most of the things that my parents would do at home. But I think if I moved out to just myself and without Jane, then I would have a problem. Like when we, when I first went on holiday and we were living in a hotel, I don't really know how to do laundry properly, which is kind of embarrassing. But yeah, lucky I had Jane to, to teach me. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was going to ask you that, Michael, because people say you've moved out, but you're, a lot of your needs are still met by like Jane's parents. And yeah, like it's Jane's mom's pretty much cooking. the same, except I pay rent. So, yeah. <laughs> no, it's it's a it's a good deal. I can see. Oh, then in that in that sense, you moved out mainly for your partner, right? So you can be closer to her. Yeah, definitely. Is that so we right? spend a lot more time together, and I would say we're a lot closer because we live together now. Mm-hmm. And just because I didn't like working from home as much by myself. It was hard mm. to stay focused all the time if I was just by myself, but having having someone else in the house, even if they're not doing the same work as you. And now Jane isn't even at home because she goes to work at school. But uh, I don't know. It's just a different vibe and I just enjoy it better. Something you've grown used to? or Yeah, yeah. Definitely something I've grown used to. Uh, even when I go home now, it doesn't feel quite right. And that's what... I felt when I was at when I was still living at home, it just didn't feel right not being with her, not living with her because I had spent so much time here anyway. Like, what was the actual tipping point? Like, so was it just because you had the opportunity to move in like this year with Jane, like with Jane's family? Well, like, was something we were supposed to move out into our own place this year, uh, but mm-hmm. because of COVID, we didn't think it was a good time to move out just. Just as it as it began, so as an alternative, we chose to do this with me living with. Oh, her. okay. And she's yeah. got a bigger place, so obviously she, uh, I, she couldn't come live with me. And so yeah, it was mainly because of COVID that this ended up happening. Otherwise, we would have just moved out to an apartment. And I think we're still thinking of moving out later in the year. Mm-hmm. How have you gotten used to sharing your space? Because that's something. Um, I don't have to think about like yeah well. yeah that's kind of interesting I don't well it's lucky that her house is really big so I kind of have my own room well there's just a room where it's most of my stuff I don't even spend much time in it it's just where I dropped all my stuff and <laughs> for the rest of the time I'm in this room which I share with Jane it's like a living room sort of thing and it has it's a really it's really different than my bedroom because that used to be uh, my room that I did everything in I had mm-hmm. my stuff and I always hung out in there whereas now I, I'm always in this room where 
I can't just lay shit out everywhere because it's a shared space. And mm. I have to be mindful of what I'm doing because she's going to spend time in here too. And I, I don't think it's been that big of a difference. I, I mean, I don't think it's had that much of an impact on me because most of the stuff I do, either she wants to do as well, so we just do it together. So it's been all right. Hmm. Yeah, I feel like I found um, I found it similar. I, I guess I came across a similar situ- situation when I first moved in with Manny this year. Um, I guess she, because back when I was at Milano, like the service apartment I was staying at, it was still, I guess, my space. And, um, you know, like I didn't have to, yeah, like I didn't have to be mindful of where I put things. But now that, you know, we have, we pretty much shared the whole space together. Um, it, it was a bit of a challenge because I didn't realize, uh, Mandy had like so much, like so much stuff. <laughs> like <laughs> she just, um, cause when we moved out, um, I, I can't remember if I show you guys a photo, but, um, we had all the bags from like all my stuff and all of her stuff laid out in the like open living room before we had any furniture and her pile was like five times my pile, like my pile. <laughs> so I'm, I'm still <laughs> trying to, you know adjust to that actually um i'm i guess i'm more i, I tend to know as many possessions and i tend to like i don't know again it usually it's a bit like mess too messy for okay me, so she is more in your space than you are in her space <laughs> yeah probably if you look up if you talk about it like that <laughs> <laughs> all right so you're the one getting angry or such <laughs> I think when Jane and I do move out, that will be more of a problem for us because when I moved in here, things were most things were already laid out like uh, like a normal place should be, and I didn't really change much. I just brought my computer, and that was pretty much the biggest thing that I may change to. But when we move out and we have to lay out our rooms, like we have to choose how to lay out our rooms and agree on it, I think that's when we're going to run into. <laughs> Especially when we move out into an apartment and have less space. Because right now, we like Jane has her clothes in like two or three different rooms because there's just so much space in her house. It's huge. And like me having a bunch of sneakers isn't a problem. But when we move into an apartment, that will become a problem. <laughs> oh my. You're going to get that storage space ready. <laughs> Can itself. Yeah. <laughs> Do you reckon? Um... It's like now that you've, you know, so I guess you mentioned that living with Jane, it's pretty much feels the same as living at home. Would you ever move back in, you know, move back home if like the right situation came along? With my parents? No. No, no, yep. no. no. I don't, Never? There's, there is no right situation, I think. I, I could I could see I could foresee a future where they move in with me, like my mom could move in with me or something, but I cannot foresee a future where I'm going back to St. Mary's. <laughs> As long as I can afford it, there is somewhere else for me to live. Not okay. <laughs> fucking far. Could you tell me why that is? Is is it your mum or is it like the location? Yeah, it's mainly the location, and uh-huh. uh, I guess living with Jane too. Like I don't foresee her ever wanting to live in St. Mary's, so mm. there's, there'd be no reason for me to go there too. That that's why I said maybe like my mom could come to me, but I don't foresee me going to oh. her. So it's I, not it's not that you, it's not that she's too imposing or such. Like my mom? Oh no. Well, okay. 
like when I was younger, she was imposing, but as as I got older, I just started doing my own thing. Even if she would, you know, say, "Oh, you, you can't come home late," I would just do it. Well, like you're in a dungeon. <laughs> I, I don't understand. Like, I okay, I know there's a lot of people that are like this, but I don't really get adults that can't stay out late or something, or like their parents tell them not to do any do something, but they just and then they have nothing to do about it. I know, like if you're living under their roof, then you know, there's some level of respect that you have to give them, but I think it's okay. You're an adult. You there's can make your own decisions. There's different levels of parenting. Like that's, that's something. What about, what about Nick? Like what's your level of parenting that you experienced? Well, my parents, I feel like when we, when I was growing up, they weren't super strict. Um, I said, I reckon they weren't, it's kind of hard to explain. I reckon they weren't, like strict in like the, the traditional sense, like saying, you know, you have to be back home, like at this time or else we're, you know, we're going to lock you out. Um, or you have to do this or like, or like we'll do this. Like there weren't any ultimatums. It was more like, they just taught me to sort of make my own decisions. And generally what decisions I made would be in line with what they would expect of, of me. Like, um, like stuff like, you know, I wouldn't call them at 2am to pick me up from like your house or something like that. Um, I would, you know, um, so I reckon they were like they had the like a good sense of like strictness imposed on me. Like a pretty that makes sense approach. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I reckon. I guess the question is, would you move back in with them then if the situation arose? Well, I wouldn't, but not not because of this reason. Um, just because yeah, I feel like. Um, like like what Michael said before, like the times I go back to Sydney, like it doesn't feel it doesn't feel as much like home anymore. Like I know I'm familiar with the house and it's still like you know still my room and all that, but it just feels there's something about it, it just feels different now. It feels like I'm not like I don't 100 percent belong there now. If that makes sense. Um, uh, more like a feeling that's a, than that's, for that's a practical a long reason. Yeah. What was that? It's a belonging question then, right? Not like a practical question. Yeah, I, I guess in terms of practical, re- I mean, practically, like our house is pretty far from the city, so I wouldn't choose to live there if I had to still work in the city. But then I, I enjoy living with my parents. I mean, I like I like my parents, and it's good to have them around um, all the time and just being able to like talk to them. But in terms of that whole feeling of it, it just feels like I shouldn't like be there anymore. If that makes sense, I don't know. It's, I'm trying to figure out how to articulate what I what I'm meaning. Yeah, I get that feeling of belonging you're, you're talking about. When I was living at home, I started not to feel that way about where I was living because I was spending so much of my time not there anyway that you just you don't feel like it's the place you want to be going all the time. And I think that... I, yeah, I guess you feel it too. So I think that's important for where you live, feeling like you belong there, feeling like it's where you want to be sort of thing. Mm. and yeah yeah so that that could be a reason to move out okay so this is um a feeling that i can't relate to so i guess it's because i haven't moved out yet i'm going to go out on a limb and say your sense of independence has grown to such an extent that um you do need your space now like away from away from the house away from your family what do you think about that uh, yeah, I guess you could say it is the level of independence that leads to that feeling. I I, I think it's also just a physical thing. Like I, I said I wasn't spending time at home because I was spending time here. So that 
it was just like I had two places or, and then work as well. And then none of my stuff was in the right place. And I'd always, I just be constantly traveling to get to places or to get something I need. And it was just really frustrating, you know, all the time. So it was also just like a physical thing. But I also like, I, I'm kind of a crybaby with this shit. Like I would complain about with Jade. <laughs> like there's other people who can deal with it better than I can. Like I know people who travel a lot more than I do, but I just had a hard time deal, dealing with it. Yeah, I reckon, uh, I, I guess I'm probably right, Ian. I think uh, it, 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 might, it could be a space issue. Because I feel like, you know, if I was back at home, I would just be more strict in terms of, I, I, I guess it's just shared space. For example, the kitchen, you know, my, my mom's always in the kitchen. And then I'd feel like I would be intruding on her on her space if I wanted to just cook something for my own. Um, and it's something that I really enjoy doing. So, and I guess other things like in the living room, I kind of just lounge around because my dad's sort of like there as well, doing his own thing. Um, yeah, so it could be a shared space issue. Do you have any other shared space issues with Mandy? Like this is I've got a different. This is on a different note, but um, probably not. Um, I mean, I'm pretty comfortable. I mean, I've, I've been to Mandy for quite a long time now, so we've. I, I guess we've shared the space a lot. Um, I, and there's nothing really that I have a problem with and I'm still just tr- sort of adjusting to, um, I guess her being around all the time versus back at Lano when she would be here, there like 50% of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes it's a bit hard to sort of get my own, like alone time. If I just want to like chill out by myself, um, it's quite hard these days and it would be something I actually have to talk to her about to actually, if I, if, if I wanted that, for example, on the weekend. And it's, it's almost impossible now, now that we're back in lockdown. So, um, yeah. It's, oh, yeah. I, I imagine if I moved out with a partner, which uh, I guess like a catalyst for moving out would be a partner, right? And if I did move Definitely. out with a partner, I think sharing not only the space, but time, I think that would be the most sort of like jarring, jarring issue. Yeah, you definitely have to think about when you're going to eat dinner together, like uh, when you're going to watch something together or, or when you're going to go somewhere at night, then during the week, you kind of need to plan around that. So if you, you're planning to do something together one night, then you can't go see your friends that night. So you have to go a different night sort of thing. And yeah. I think mm-hmm. one of the biggest things is um, financial stuff, having to deal with finances together, starting to pay for shit together. Like, how, how do you deal with that, Nick? Because that was one of the biggest uh, problems we ran into was how to deal with all our finances once we started becoming, like, once I moved in here. Like, who pays for groceries and shit? Yep. So that's something we're still trying to sort out. <laughs> we haven't locked down exactly how we're going to split. Um, yeah, because typically... Um, what happens if you want to buy something expensive for the living room <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I think in general I would have to get buy-in from Mandy as well um, I, I feel like I wouldn't I wouldn't be comfortable spending something uh, I'm trying to see actually I guess that was something I really wanted Mandy wouldn't really like say no to it but it would be something I would still like ask her just for the cut as like a courtesy like I don't want to stick like a giant like stormtrooper in like the living room or something you know <laughs> I wanted to ask you, so are you at that situation where it's not like 
a clear 50-50. It's like if you want something, you would have to pay for it yourself. Or okay, but is, what do you mean by 50-50? Because if one person makes more than the other person, is 50-50 fair? Mm. So, Nick, I can't answer this. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so at, at the moment, I don't think it's 50-50. I'm not sure. I don't even know what percentage actually is because we haven't actually... Who's doing the heavy lifting? Like the, no, legit, like at the moment. So in terms of like the rent and bills and stuff, I've been paying for it, but we've been keeping track of... Um, so she'll pay me, pay me back 50-50 for like those things. But then for things like eating out and just food and just general like stuff around the house, like toilet paper or whatever, like we haven't been keeping track of that. So I actually have no idea. Like it's sort of as a as-we-need basis. Like, you know, someone buys something, brings it back, and we don't really... We haven't been keeping track of, like, these, like, small expenses, um, which is... We, we, t- we talked about getting, like, a joint bank account just to, you know, using that to pay for things, and we both put in, you know, the same amount of money into it. But just something we haven't sorted out yet, and we haven't decided if that's actually what we want to do. But, yeah, Ian, it's been a little bit of a struggle. I think what Ian wants to know and what most people are curious about is who makes more money, you or Mandy? <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, probably Mandy just by a bit before the overtime she has to do. Uh, okay. <laughs> Alrighty. I, I guess I'm going to be a bit more intrusive as well. I guess it's only yep. a problem if you count it, right? So do you count it or do you not count it? Do you just like turn a blind eye? No, I don't count it. Because like... Yeah, if you like, if you count the times that you had to buy toilet paper, and you're just like, I bought toilet paper last time. Now it's time for you to buy toilet paper. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, if you're picking up so many of these like small little expenses, then but they they all add up. So how do you feel about your savings being less than hers because you spend more on shit that you both use? I feel like I'm turning a blind eye to it at the moment. I mean, I'm not too fussed about like these. I know they add up, but it hasn't really been a. Con- it's not really a concern from my perspective, and also from hers. I guess money wasn't really mm. like. I don't know. You, you you hear people talking about how like money, you know, doesn't really matter if you know you, you that's the person you want to be with um, in the long term. You know, you're essentially like sharing the money anyways, or depending, you know, depending on who. You're, the dating, of course. But yeah, at the moment, I just hmm. haven't really been track. Turn a blind eye to it. Okay, that that's true. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go one step further and say, All right, keep going. Are, you, are you saying this because this is on record? Or... No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I know that... No, no, it's not. Okay. I genuinely feel I feel that way. Yeah, I'm, yeah. Just, I'm just playing around. <laughs> uh, okay, okay, but how how about this? If if you plan on sharing your wealth together, which is what most uh, partners would do in the long term, how do you feel when she makes a bad financial decision in your eyes? Like, what if she spends a lot of money on something Ooh. that you disagree with? Um, that's that's the more tricky one. Is this um, coming from your own experience, or? <laughs> I think in my experience it's probably me making the bad financial decision <laughs> every time you buy a new sneaker <laughs> oh you're the <laughs> that's exactly what I'm thinking 
<laughs> like, to be perfectly honest, I, I reckon that I'm more financially savvy than, than Mandy. Um, sometimes she shows up with <laughs> random... <laughs> she, she definitely sometimes spends money on certain things that I don't 100% agree with. Um, but it's all right. Usually, it's not too outrageous. It's just something like um, she'll just buy like a... Uh, I don't know. She was like, she was just on a splurge sometimes on like a Friday on like certain things. I'm like, uh, yeah, I guess we can like, like we can afford it. It's not like it's hitting us financially, but it's sort of like, you know, maybe we don't have to do that. Um, that kind of perspective, but we'll see. I haven't, we haven't really tested that too much. Yep. Up to you to work out. Yep. This has almost turned into like a moving out with a partner episode. Yeah, I guess that's, yeah, that's true. That's what we've yeah. experienced. There's just no one. Yeah. There's no one we know that's moved out by themselves mm. with all the financial burden that comes with it. Usually, having a partner is the catalyst to like moving away from your parents because you need that space. Otherwise, you can't spend. Yeah, definitely need the space. Yeah, yeah for sex. So, yeah, <laughs> big reason. Just to make it clear, yeah. All right. I guess we. I think we had a pretty good, uh, pretty good conversation about it, about moving out independence and moving out with partners. I think we should take a short break. Um, there's a quick game on a. No, it's not a game, but like a, just a hypothetical sort of situation. I just want to run by you guys. I don't think any of us have moved in with roommates before, have we? No. Early. In any situation. Oh yes. Only partners. I've had a. Oh, wait. Yes. I've had a. Brazilian roommate in Russia, but that was for a short time. And mm. I guess I've lived in hostels for some time. Sort of like having a roommate. Mm-hmm. So I just want to ask you guys because I was thinking back to something my cousin, because um, my cousin had to kick out a roommate recently during COVID times for <laughs> for a very I, I don't I don't want to call it a petty reason like. Um, but essentially, it boiled down to he smelled too bad was the reason they got kicked out. <laughs> so uh, I'm glad Jane doesn't think like that. <laughs> is that a problem? <laughs> Would that be a problem? <laughs> yes. Yes, it's a problem because you smell the stench and it doesn't go away and it only gets stronger. Like. The more you notice it, the more you'll just like sink in and it'll really bite down. And so I think I can empathize. Yeah, I'm glad I'm glad incense is a thing. <laughs> <laughs> so I just want to ask you, so hypothetically, uh, what is the pettiest reason you could think of to kick out a roommate? Like for you. Okay, well, this doesn't sound as petty since you said that your cousin kicked out a dude because he was smelly. But the reason I was thinking was if someone didn't eat enough vegetables, then I wouldn't want to live with them. because Not because it's like bad for the environment that they're not eating vegetables or it's like bad for their health, but it's because every day in the toilet, they'd just be like destroying it because they're not eating <laughs> vegetables. And I mean, yeah, the smell would be bad. But it's also like the cleaning of the toilet would be terrible. So... That was the pettiest reason I could think of. Eat your vegetables. It'd also be 
destroying their own digestive system, right? Right? <laughs> yes. some fiber in you. Uh, just before I answer this question, I remember, I guess towards the end of year 12, me going to the share house that you guys have already stayed in for schoolies for like mm-hmm. uh, a few days down at Avoca. And I mm-hmm. thought it was fucking disgusting. Like, I thought no one was looking after the place and it was just the most shocking thing that I'd walked into. <laughs> and it was schoolies. What did you expect? <laughs> like not living in a like pigsty and so then i made like a conscious decision i'm never gonna like room with these people because it's just it's just it was just so bad what i saw just some context there was like 17 guys in in this house by the way 17 like when the- celebrating the end of high school all we did was just like drinking and playing video games and shit of course we were going I know, to but- and we were next to the beach and there was sand everywhere but you, you still gotta respect yourself I know like like the space that you're living in like, like if there was sand in my bed I wouldn't be able to sleep like you know what I mean so um for in terms of a petty reason I guess you've heard from that, that it would probably be pretty petty, like for hygiene reasons. If there was like, you know, the little um, the little thing on the sink, where if there were like noodles there all the time. <laughs> what? You know, the, the little um, the strainer, the strainer at the bottom. Strainer, of the sink, yeah. If they just yeah. if they just never emptied it. Yeah. If the or if they left dishes out all the time. So generally, or, if they're messy, if they're a messy person, you're going to yeah. kick them out. Or if the bathroom floor is always wet. Or, <laughs> or like, uh, I like that you you also think that's a reason because it happens a lot right now. I know. <laughs> the I, kitchen floor, the bathroom floor. <laughs> oh, and, and definitely if it's more than just wet, if it's oily or like there's something you don't know that's there, then that's an issue that I have to bring up. And if they don't sort it out, then I'm leaving or I'm kicking somebody out. Yeah. So yeah, I have pretty high standards. What about you, Nick? <laughs> oh, I don't know if I can say it. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> no, you. Oh, come on, Nick. You have to be brave in these contexts. <laughs> like, to be honest, in terms of in a partner context, I don't think there'll be anything that would be so petty, like. There'll be no reason for me to kick out like a partner. But some of these things that. Okay, but. I, it's a, the top, the top thing. Yeah, give us your Just, three. You got to air it to solve it. it. Wish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, she, no. No, she knows. She knows. Oh, okay. Um, stuff just like. When someone. She knows that it's no problem if you tell us. <laughs> um, when someone leaves something. I guess it's a turn more of like pet peeve thing, but like when someone doesn't finish a job and just leaves it half done for you to pick up. So examples like, um, oh, how, how do you even say it? Like, if, like they, if there's dishes and they just wash their own and then they leave the rest out for you or something. Kind of like that, but like you wash like some of them, like and there's no order to it. Like you wash some of them and you just leave a few undone, just because. Like like I'm done. 
and it's just left in the sink or like there's a there's a part still unwashed or something like you use the blender recently and then you like do you know how people like blitz it blitz the blender after you use it with like water to like so sort of clear out the blades and stuff yes so you blitz it and that's it and <laughs> just you just leave the water in like i'm talking about like a nutribullet by the way so yeah, yeah. there was one time when there was just like she, um she finished making a mango smoothie and she blitzed it and left it in there for like two days like and it's dairy right <laughs> oh god that's gross but, and i had to clean it out and i'm just like fuck like this is like like, like this i don't know of course you know of course i love mandy i'm not gonna kick her out just because she left the blender unwashed next to the sink but yeah. it could be a big reason it really was i guess the question is <laughs> How many how many times does she leave the mango smoothie out before you think about kicking her out? <laughs> no, I'm not gonna say anything. Okay, wait, hold on. I'm not gonna let this question go yet. What about when would Jane kick you out? When would Jane Michael? kick me out? I don't know. She's put up with quite a bit already. Like she tells me I smell, so we've bought incense. Uh, I have a lot of what? shit. Biggest thing. That's... Come on. Tell me the biggest thing. Uh, what's the biggest thing? It's probably the smell. Like the smell is pro- <laughs> like I stink. <laughs> I like not like I work out a lot and sometimes I work out at home and then like I stink and the room smells. It's just so it's <laughs> I'm glad she smell. loves. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. Come on, <laughs> man. <laughs> I don't know. I, f- I found it pretty funny that the solution. So the solution was to buy incense. <laughs> Does that help? <laughs> it's it's one of many solutions. <laughs> just, <laughs> just to cover the problem, <laughs> not to get rid of it. <laughs> oh man! All right, I'm done. I'm done. You can't get rid of the problem. Like, how how do you stop smelly sweat? That's just like, and I have to exercise. You wash more, right? Hey, hey, what are you gonna do about like, that? You wash the clothes that you exercise in. You know no, I mean? no, like, it's not even that. It's just it's like straight up. If I'm wearing fresh clothes and I exercise, I'm gonna smell, and I sweat a lot now. Oh, it's not even summer. It's like winter. Where? Would you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. It's it's. I get hot. I have a feeling your situation is gonna get harder in the summer, right? And it, you don't know yet, right? It's like it's it's a, it's going to come. Yeah, maybe. Oh shit! Good luck. Pearl campfire story for today. Since you already brought up your roommate in Russia, do you want to tell us about your time there and what led you to go there for six, um, for how long was it? Six weeks? Yeah, about six weeks. Have you guys heard of ISEC? Never. Nope. Okay. Don't think so. They're just like a student, student volunteering organization. So I went with them and they sent me out to Russia for me to teach English. And I was doing that in a really remote Russian city in the middle of like Siberia, basically. And so I got put in charge like occasionally of like a, like 20 students across like a few grades. So I think I had contact with about like a hundred ish students and mm-hmm. they were just like, Oh, here, um, just present something on leadership 
And so I was going into these with just like a few, a few like PowerPoint slides and just like blitzing out a presentation. Um, I guess just to show them my, how, like, I guess show Russian kids who didn't have a lot of contact with um, uh, outside, like cultures outside of Russia. So that was what I was doing officially. Unofficially, I was getting blitzed on like alcohol every night with like, <laughs> uh, with, like, <laughs> with, like other uni students and like people you'd meet for ISEC and like Russians and such because um, yeah, just there were some people you come into contact with um, in the program and they're just all like young, young adults like me just looking for mm-hmm. a drink, right? And so I was staying with a host family and they had a little kid and they were anti-alcohol and we were setting up. It was, it was just a setup for a confrontation because I was coming back home late. And so eventually I got kicked out because it was just... <laughs> how, how long did it take? <laughs> it must have been like two weeks. I think two weeks, and then I just got kicked out because yeah, okay, yeah, I deserved it because they had like kids. <laughs> they were like, a stranger, and like yeah, and I was young, and they were I before um before I went to Russia, I assumed that I had the uh, assumption that most Russians were would be like alcoholics and such, right? It's actually a really polarizing situation. So there are alcoholics and then there are people who won't touch alcohol at all. And um, this family was of the teetotaler type. So this set me at odds already with them. So I got kicked out and luckily I anticipated the situation and uh, (laughs) and I made contacts before like with people that I'd met and there was this Brazilian guy uh, staying by himself teaching English as well. And so I set myself up with him. So I, when I did get kicked out, I had a, I had a place to stay immediately. So um, I was good to go. And so that was my first sort of taste of like independent life, even though it wasn't really completely independent and it was short term only as well. So I was, cooking for myself, buying groceries for myself, paying rent, um, and drinking a lot of alcohol. <laughs> um, <laughs> let me let me gather my thoughts and think where the story should go from here. Uh, actually, what, what would you like to know? Because this can go in any direction that you think about. I'm really curious to see how you went from here to um, sliding down the big the slide uh, and going on that TV show. <laughs> yeah, that's an interesting one, actually. Okay. Uh, one of the more interesting uh, episodes was being invited on a TV show. And okay, I'll actually link the episode um, on social media or such. Uh, so you could watch it yourself. <laughs> <laughs> 
um, the Brazilian guy that I was staying with, he was supposed to show up on a on a TV show, but then he passed over it. So then I got given that opportunity. And so it's it was just like a sort of student TV show to meet foreigners coming into Russia and sort of getting the cultural experience. So what they did was they sent me out in this tiny Lada car, sort of like a mini, and we drove <clears throat> through snow for about like two hours, like just driving away from the city. And I thought I was never coming back because that car was so tingy that <laughs> I felt like it would break down in the middle of nowhere and then we'd just be stuck and we'd die of exposure. But the cars were more reliable than I thought, so uh, I made it and I'm still here. They took us out to, oh, I forgot to mention, this is the middle of winter, so it's like minus 25, minus 30. So I would probably die very quickly of exposure. <laughs> Shit. They took us out to a farm, and the farm was cool because it was all self-contained. Like, they had everything. They had, like, uh, livestock, like cows. They had, like, tractor for, like, um, the wheat that they have that would grow in the next season. Um, they had, they even had a little like steam house called a banya. It's just like a sauna. Um, it wasn't operating in the winter, but uh, I would have liked to try it. And yeah, I sampled their food and they gave me a bit of fresh milk. And when they gave me that fresh milk and I tried it, I was like, mm-hmm. this just tastes like milk. And it was shocking to them because Australian milk is just to a really high standard. I think everywhere mm-hmm. else in the world, milk tastes artificial, whereas Australian milk is the most natural of the sort. So that's why when I tried natural milk straight from the cow that morning, it was just like, hey, this just tastes like milk. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> the pretty oh, okay. good situation. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, and they they got me to do a few like staged um, stage situations, like sliding down a uh, slide for <laughs> just as a <laughs> like riding in the track just to get the shots, and yeah, it was pretty silly. Uh, mm. I guess another silly aspect of it was that I guess I sounded pretty dopey when I was speaking in English, so they dubbed a dopey Russian voice over me. To sort of to make me <laughs> to make me sound like a like a Russian hick or something, um, so <laughs> I guess that was that gave off. So um, am I am I going on TV again? Probably not because I don't think I'm very suited for it. But yeah, but if you're interested in watching it, please um, please I'll I'll, I'll I'll throw something up, like a link or something. Yeah, I highly recommend watching this. I watch a lot of TV, <laughs> but this was definitely an episode I, I really enjoyed. <laughs> I've already seen the gifts, so very excited. And it's good to have like been on TV at least once in your life. So that's off my list. <laughs> was it something that actually was it something that aired actually aired in Russia? Yes, it it did air in Russia and. Honest, actually, that wasn't the only time I was on TV in Russia as well. I also made it onto like the local news, 
for my teaching role at school. Like, so they, they just came in with cameras and, um, yeah, so it was a two for one on that trip. Okay. Very cool. Very good trip. Very good trip. Cool. Thanks, Ian, for your story. Um, how about we just uh, wrap things up today with um, some recommendations um, of some small like tips or any life hacks um, that we'd like to share with the, with the audience? Yeah, so I got one. I don't know if I'd call it a life hack. I think I'd call it like a couple's hack. And I learned this from a friend of mine. If a, a good way to handle your finances for just small things like going out to eat, especially like uh, after a year of dating where the guy, like if you're the guy, you don't want to be paying all the time, right? So what you do mm-hmm. is you set up a, a joint account where you both put in like 50 bucks a week or whatever. And then you, when you go out to eat, you spend from that account and and that's how you pay for like going out to eat and shit. And then once in a while, you probably won't use all of that money every week. So then you'll have some left over and you can, it builds up and you can go somewhere nice. So hmm. couples hack. <laughs> Uh, I think for me, uh, it's not really like a life hack, just a small sort of tip I picked up over the years of how to open really, really tight knots. And so what you do is you, so you have how to undo like a tight knot and you don't want to cut it. (laughs) So I've learned that what you can do is you take the end of the, you take the free end of whatever is tied up and then you twist it. You just keep twisting it and then you push it through, through the knot. If that makes sense. If you guys can imagine that. Oh, okay. Yeah, I can feel it. And then that like lets you push it through instead of having to like pull on the other end, if that makes sense. It's 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 hard to like visualize it, but once you actually do it with like a plastic bag or like a shoelace or something, it, it actually works quite well. I, I don't think I've ever come across a knot that I haven't been able to undo like with this. Or well, it makes it easier. So just something to keep in mind in the future. Very curious to try now. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I, my, my life hack might be more controversial, uh, but it's just to not buy shit that you don't need. So, (laughs) (laughs) so I'm looking at you, Michael. (laughs) Oh shit, guys, I gotta go. Some people are depending on me to play Destiny (laughs) 2. All right. See you, Michael. All right. Okay, we'll just wrap up today. Uh, Bye, guys. Thanks for listening.